In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the mega city metropolis of Toronto. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 321. Shall we begin? Mr. Yeah. Shane Heron, welcome back to the Cave of Solitude, my friend. Hi. <laughs> Dick. You've been what? breaking my balls. I don't know for how long. You never wanted a podcast with me. And now we are going to start a regular segment. And yeah. you're like, hi. What do you want me to do? Be excited. I'm saying hi. That's. I mean, I'm excited. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You no, know I love Seinfeld. <laughs> Let, tell the people what our plan is. Tell them the you came up with it. You're the idea man. You said I know I should do something like this. I said let's do it. So tell them what. Tell the people what we're doing. We are doing a. Um, sorry, I'm still just getting used to Skype. I'm trying to navigate my way around here. We're doing a. Uh, what are we going to call it? A cave of solitude. Seinfeld Chronicles. Uh, so it's going to be on the cave. But we're going to go through every episode of Seinfeld in, in depth, I think. In depth? Yes. As in-depth as we want to. And depending on how much we like the episodes. Because I know there's some that I mean, we both love, like, I think, 80% of the episodes where there's a couple hit or miss. But, yeah, we're going to go in depth. Can't wait. Yeah. Another there's only, I think there's only two that I, I actively don't like. Okay. Two episodes. And how many... So two episodes, but how far apart are they like season to season? Are they around the same time? No, one is, I think, season two or maybe three, early three, where they still kind of haven't figured out. Like, I feel like midway through three is when they start kind of really figuring out what they're doing. And that's when it gets really good. And then season five, which is almost perfect seasons, it's just one episode that just, it's just so lame. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I don't. I, you told me the one, but I don't remember. The episode. It's called the movie, and then they're just they're going to watch a movie. That's the whole plot. And Jerry's trying to get uh, a set in at a comedy club right before the show. Who's that guy that follows him? There's a guy that follows him right in the cab. Buckles. I think his name's like Pat Buckles or something like that. Uh, it's like pre-Banya. Like Banya. Has yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it would have been Banya, and that would have made it actually better. But it's, yeah, it's this guy Buckles who's just going around with him, and he just it's just really annoying. And I feel like the whole entire plot would just be like, yeah, if they just had like a cell phone. like I mean, a lot of their plots are like that, but I feel like if they had a cell phone, like this entire episode is useless. Like nothing. All they have to do is like one text message. There's no no plot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. That, I, that guy, that character annoyed me. He was the one. There's a, <laughs> a lot of obnoxious characters, but that guy in particular, I just felt like get out of here. Like, what are you even doing on the show? There's just, he just felt out of place. I know what you mean. Yeah. There's yeah. He was about it. Like Banya's annoying, but it's funny. It's funny. Annoying. That guy just wasn't right. funny. like nothing he's saying. He's his whole character is annoying Jerry, but it's not making me laugh. Whereas like Banya's annoying Jerry, but it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. So you are, we got to get, let the people know this isn't just a, I mean, it is, but we got credentials here because I'm a Seinfeld fan and so is Shane. But the difference between us is one of us 
is a reigning Seinfeld trivia champion, and it isn't me. That's right. So to t- tell the people that uh, that haven't heard you talk about it yet, because I think it's on the other episodes. <laughs> but what is that tournament that you enter? I think like every couple months. Uh, it's just called Seinfeld trivia. Um, there's these guys in Toronto, they're called the trivia Kings. I believe that like I follow them on Instagram. Sure. They're on some other platforms, but the trivia Kings and they do, uh, at the, the bar Dublin calling, they do on Tuesdays, a different trivia. So they do a friends, uh, how I met your mother, uh, office, um, they do a few other themed ones. I think they've done like a Harry Potter one or something like that, but they also do Seinfeld. And we've been going since before uh, it was like uh, before COVID. Um, and there was like a few other venues they went to before they settled on the current place, which is a, like a perfect layout. Uh, we've been going since I think our first one we did was in 2018. And we've it's it's so competitive. Um, we only go to Seinfeld. A couple of my friends, they do the office one, which I think would be fun, but I don't have the bandwidth for any other trivia but Seinfeld. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's a lot of trivia that they throw, like the stuff that you tell me and yeah. the inform- like the things you've paid attention to. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how do you watch the show with like such an attentive eye? Obviously, repetitively, but... You just take all the fun out of it is what you do. <laughs> I was doing that yesterday when I was re- watching the episode one of season one, the pilot that we're going to talk yeah. about today with Daph. And yeah. I'm like, hold on, rewind it. And she's like, what? I go, I need to know what that character's name really is. Yeah. Like all these little... I go, Shane's going to probably ask me. So I got to make sure <laughs> yeah. that I'm sharp. <laughs> well, one, there's actually a lot... Like it, there's a lot to talk about in the first episode because it's so different than all the other episodes. Like the the characters are very different. the The layout of Jerry's apartment is very different. Like everything is very different. Yeah, even character names aren't like it's yeah. not a full. There's a cast isn't fully fledged yet. You're still just kind of looking at this is really a pilot of bare bones and seeing if it sticks because it doesn't look like it costs a lot to make either. No, and even I think Jerry said is kind of like it looks like they probably just had another set lying around from another show and was like, This will be your apartment and then when they brought it back, they kind of fine tuned how Jerry's like apartment should look. But it looks very different actually. Like the layout is kind of the same, but you can see like, the bones of it, right? Like yeah. You, yeah, you could like, okay, I can see how like his cabinetry is different, but yeah. Even the window the- is different. It's like those like little square I guess yeah. they have like skylight type windows, whereas like like Friends has it in the first episode. Jerry has it, and then it's just like a straight regular window after that. Right, right, yeah. Okay, uh, it was called the Seinfeld Chronicles, right? There's the multiple names for it. So it was called okay. Good News, Bad News. Yeah, and then the the show was originally called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Yeah, but then when they the, apparently NBC had some shows in the I guess it, it was a thing about the late '80s. They were calling things the Chronicles a lot. Okay, uh, so like some show was called the Something Chronicles. I can't remember what it was, but it was a failed NBC show, and they were like, uh, "Let's drop the Chronicles after that." Like this, it doesn't make sense. It also doesn't sound like a like a sitcom, the Seinfeld Chronicles. But yeah, it's like I think now they call the first episode the Seinfeld Chronicles, but that was actually the name of the show until they shortened it to Seinfeld. But they also call the first episode "Good News, Bad News," which is weird. Mm-hmm. Looking at the like the original, obviously it became the greatest show of all time for many people. But 
it's so different. Like for a pilot of that time, it wasn't your typical sitcom at all. Where like, is this a stand up special that you're watching yeah. mixed with some dramatization? Like it was a very, was that what it was supposed to be? Like him doing his stand up performances and then they would show how it related to like where he got the material maybe in, in real life. I think it was supposed to be kind of like, uh, like they had, a, he had a lot of, like he'd been a comic since like the late seventies and he had all this material, very like observational type stuff. So I think the idea was we'll just use those bits to like create the plots for the episodes. Um, almost like, uh, did you ever watch flight of the Concords, which obviously came way later than Seinfeld? Um, I've heard of it. Never watched it. They're like a musical comedy act that had these, they like toured with these songs and then the first season of their thing, basically all the plots are kind of based around the songs, the funny songs. Um, so I think it's like something like that. And then uh, I think quickly they realize like, like in the first episode of Seinfeld, they clearly have no idea what they're doing. It's there's like, <laughs> there's a, like the rest of the series, the most until later on, they have like an opening Seinfeld comedy stand up bit. And then an end bit that kind of caps it. Uh, but in the like first episode, there's like, an opening bit, and then there's like two cuts of like long stand up in between that kind of relate to the plot of what's going on, and then there's like the end bit. So it's like it's a lot more stand up in there. And you're like, I think also I read somewhere that they before they called it the Seinfeld Chronicles, they were actually going to call it uh, Stand Up. That was going to be the name of the show. Mm. Uh, and then they were like Seinfeld Chronicles. And then eventually just went Seinfeld because that sounds better, right? Was he a known entity? Like, I wasn't sure. I was a kid when it came out, like a little kid. And I grew up with the show. And I remember, like, this was the sitcom for my parents' adulthood. Like, they used to get and laugh at things hysterically that I was still too young to understand the innuendo. But in the late 80s, like, as far as comedians were known, like, how much he was, was he that well known of an entity that people knew, like, this is this guy is the comedian? From what I understand, again, like we're about, like, I think I'm a little bit older than you, but I was yeah. still a kid when it came out. Um, I think uh, he was like the, like one of these comics, like Leno, he came up kind of around those, those guys too. And they were doing a lot of spots on Johnny Carson. And like, so they were well known, but like not to a mainstream audience in a way. Like, it was just like if you watch Carson or you knew like the stand up comedy scene. Um, so I think like, and it, and it seemed like it was that era of, the, the Cosby show was a huge success. And then I think Roseanne like predates Seinfeld a little bit. So like there was an era where they were just kind of like, if you were a stand up comic, they were like, let's do a series with you uh, and base it on like your life in some way. And that's kind of what those shows were. And obviously they make fun of that in the show Seinfeld where they, they get meta and ha he has his own. One of the series uh, of the season's uh, plots is that they get us, they, they're creating a pilot of the show, which is funny. Right. So the way these characters, so do you want to get into the plot of this character? I guess we should, if, if we go through every episode, we should say this is the episode where yeah, yeah, yeah. this happened. Wait, well, we, did we finish talking about the trivia? Anyways, last time we won the trivia. Yes, yeah, talk yeah, about the trivia. Anyway, we do this trivia. We did it. Uh, we were like on the podium so many times. And right. we have this other guy there who's uh, his, he has a team often, but often it's just a him and a couple people or one other person. So it's like, it's mainly him that knows everything. And his, his team name is son of dad. Uh, he's it's, which is like, we know that like our, 
your the team name when you go do the trivia sometimes you you'll get a lot of people that come out and they're really excited they think they're gonna do well they watch they're like i watch time all the time and they have a team name like the moops or like can't stand yeah 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 <laughs> when i hear it, they're usually the loudest uh by round two they realize they're not very good at it like they're they don't go as deep but they're very casual viewers right but then when you hear names that are like Putting skin singles or the son of dad or um, the Boca Breeze, stuff like that. Like that's that's when you're like, those guys are the good, the deep cut. <laughs> those guys are going to win. So we have this guy, son of dad, who's our nem- – he's our Newman, our nemesis. And he's always like it would be out of – so they do three rounds, 15 questions each. So it's like 45 questions. And we'd get like one or two wrong and we'd come in like second or third. And this guy was just always – 45 out of 45 almost every time we were like we were like i don't know if he's cheating or what he's doing but uh like we got to beat this guy this is our goal last time we did it they did it we beat our nemesis we beat him by one point we got two questions wrong we we got third place and i was like oh so we want we beat our guy but we 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 didn't win overall so it was bittersweet last time we went come from behind win Last round was the hardest round we ever did. We nailed it, destroyed it. We got answers right that nobody else got. And uh, we won the whole thing overall. We beat Son of Dad. We beat everybody. What's your team name? Uh, Pinko Kami Rag. <laughs> which is the, for people who don't know the reference, that's a deep cut. Uh, when um, Morty Seinfeld, Jerry's dad, is doing a, a puppet regime to get Kramer to be the president of the condo board in uh, Del Boca Vista. Jerry's dad can't run because if you know the show, he got uh, he was impeached. Uh, from, like they took him down like Nixon. Uh, <laughs> so he's using Kramer, and then they they talk about the the, the condo newsletters, which is called the Boca Breeze, and Jerry's dad calls it a pinko commie rag, <laughs> which is so funny. Oh, that's hilarious! But for yes. a long time, we were the we we're the Mandel bombs. That's I was gonna say. If I had a team, I would want to call it the Mandel bombs. And yeah. when you told me that was your team name, I'm like. Perfect. We used to be, but since COVID, one of our team members, he moved away. So we've added a new guy and like, I don't know. So we just kind of switched it up a little. So we didn't feel right still being the Mandelbombs. Yeah, that's fair. So you're now the, the current reigning champion in Toronto. So yeah. we do have a, a, like, listen, guys, me and Shane talk Seinfeld all the time. And he's always asking me the, like, I send him clips when I'm watching and laughing and he gets every trivia question that I send him right. So we got an expert on our hands. <laughs> it's hard. It's it's my girlfriend does think I'm insane and she's not wrong. <laughs> but what's funny is at the the, the Comic Con that just passed, when you would interact with people and the and the reactions you would give and, and the looks you would give me, I felt like we were in a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah. And that was like George. And you're like, So what? What does that have to do with it? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I'm. Uh, I think that's why I love it so much. I feel very often like, a, like a Larry David and Curb enthusiasm, or like one of the Seinfeld characters. Just like, what's wrong with these people? You know, like people just <laughs> people are so stupid. <laughs> it's true. It's one of those feet. When you watch Curb, you realize how um, what's the word like. All of us kind of have that quirkiness inside of us of things that are our pet peeves. And we think, is anybody, is it just me or is everybody crazy? Yeah. A lot of the time it's just like, it's the principle of this thing. It's not a big deal, but it's the principle of it. Yeah. yeah something stupid, like someone cutting line at the grocery store or something like that, where it's, it shouldn't be a big deal, but it's, it's the principle of the situation. And you're also, 
just annoyed that how everyone else is just okay with letting it slide. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing you're just like, why is that okay? It shouldn't be okay. And that's usually none of your own business. Like you should just be mine. But it just drives you insane. And that's what's funny about Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is like my life. Like we were at the grocery (laughs) store yesterday and my my girlfriend, like there was just like, there was just a big line. We were almost next. So it's not really concerns, but there's one, just one cashier. There's a million other employees there wandering around and I'm just like, why aren't they like the lineup's growing longer? And I'm just, I just going like, why, why aren't they just calling Mark? Like, call another cashier to open up. And she's like, it's fine. Everything. She always trying to calm me down because I get annoyed. <laughs> she's like, it's everything's fine. I'm like, I know it's fine, but like, it just, it's so stupid. Like, look around you. Like, why aren't they calling another cashier? Like, we, these people are gonna be waiting a half an hour. It doesn't make sense. That's me. Yeah. That's my life. Yeah, I think that's why I relate so much to that. Yeah. No. His his. It's funny because even in the opening of the show. The bits that he's giving, it's they're so weird when you think about him describing like laundry leaving the the washer and dryer, like it's their time to party. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But it's a it's such a funny bit because it never gets old. We all kind of ex- wonder like, why do things go missing? Like where did they go? I don't know. That bit is kind of pretty like dated and cheesy. That one about like the laundry is kind. They of- all are. They all are dated and cheesy. Like, but what I'm saying is. He was able to to find the humor in those mundane things that just all of us kind of experience. Well, that was like that's what they always talk about. Like the the famous thing became they call it the show about nothing. Right. Because in the show, when they're pitching the series, George's pitch is that it's a show about nothing. <laughs> but that's like I think that's why I mean I think that's why it's so brilliant. Is like there's an episode where. Like who? There's no other show that was showing like the plot of this episode is they lost a junior mint inside somebody during a surgery. Like no one's doing anything like that. Like it's, like uh, you know that that's not like Ross and Rachel breaking up. It's they lost a candy inside of a guy and he might die. Like, that's like <laughs> that's wild to me that they would do that. But like a lot of it was just like the minutia of everyday life is like like the opening scene which is famous where of them doing like he's talking about the the second button on the shirt makes or breaks the shirt these little things that it's like yeah we actually talk about stuff like that but nobody on shows was and also one thing that i noticed and i I think someone's mentioned it before is that before seinfeld you never saw a character use the bathroom no one ever went i'm going to the bathroom whereas like if you know george costanza it's a big part of his life is using the bathroom going in and out of the bathroom bathroom humor like all kinds of stuff like that like part of his character is like he knows every good bathroom in in the city of new york like where to go and like just using the bathroom was not something that people commonly like referred to on the show no the only time i think you would you would see the bathroom being used in a sitcom is in a shower like someone coming out of a shower yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fighting for like get out of the shower like that's it there was never like someone obviously coming out and fixing their belt because yeah. you knew what you know what i mean or george just yeah. coming out with like no shirt on because he takes his shirt off while he poops <laughs> <laughs> but there's just a lot of that you notice like uh the little uh, interludes where it's like okay george and jerry are doing the thing then elaine comes in and george is grabbing the paper to go to the bathroom while they do their little bit you know what i mean like you just don't see that in any other show no that's true yeah, you're right. Good observation. Okay, let's uh, let's get into the plot of this one, episode one, okay. season one. Which do you know when it aired? Uh, let me see here. I do know, July fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. All right. Good. Because um, it wasn't till that was the only episode that aired in the eighties. They brought it back the next like year. Uh, okay. 
in the summer they give it like four more episodes so they, they just, like they took money out of the budget of some other show to be like let's let's even though it tested really poorly they were like let's just do like four more episodes and see how that does and it came out in the summer which is like not normal wow that's what like for something that was so quirky like i watching that pilot which we're obviously gonna get into but it's like man how did this become the most syndicated show yeah I think it's like, uh, I mean, the, the, the thing is nowadays you don't really get shows like that because they just, they're so quick to like, if something tested poorly, they just wouldn't yeah. make it. Whereas back then, I can't remember, it was like Warren Littlefield, whoever's the NBC president, like someone was like, let's take a chance on this show. Like, even though they're like, I got a feeling about it. It's weird. It's different. Like no one's like, they're talking about a button in a coffee shop. Like the, nothing's really going on, but there was, someone was like, let's, let's take a chance on the show. And that's uh, like, they fit finally had their chance to like figure it out and like become a big thing. Right. All right. Let's get into the plot. First, the, the first scene, where does it take place? Uh, Pete's restaurant. Pete's luncheonette. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no. Tom's. Yeah, no, it's not uh, Tom's. Which I, in the I, show, I, it's Monk's, like Monk's Diner, they call it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's Pete's luncheonette, and the the female character is the waitress, Claire. Yes. Who was, like, never seen again. She was supposed to be the Elaine character. Oh, really? Just, yeah, I think there was, like, something that they thought they didn't have good chemistry, or maybe they just were, like... Uh, that we want a character that's going to be able to come up to Jerry's apartment and talk in the apartment. So they were like, it doesn't make sense that they only interact with her in the diner. So like this, she just ne- yeah, never came back. Yeah. I was, I was wondering, they never did this again where they spoke to the, like they would speak to the waitresses and they would, the waitress would sometimes be like a cameo appearance, but yeah. it was never like a regular person that they would see there. No, no, except no, no. for this time. Yeah, and like yeah, they were they were like she was clearly supposed to be like part of the yeah. bits, whereas yeah, so I'm often like the 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 waitresses were changing quite a bit. Did you notice that in this scene where George is asking, "Do you know which one's the decaf and regular?" Yeah. She never actually pours him coffee, and then he drinks it as though it was poured. Oh really? I didn't even notice that. I know I just got so focused on I was like. She's left hand decaf and regular. Because I'm like, that could be a trivia question. Like, what? A it could be decaf, right? There's also I like I like watching older ones and seeing the inconsistencies of like later on they kind of forgot that character said. Like, there's one where um, you know Kramer says he only takes baths, and then yes. later on when the shower head up, so they're like, right, oh, right, baths. right. He's like, ah, that's disgusting. I would never take a bath like sitting there. On your... So there's one where like so in that one George's. He doesn't want caffeine. He doesn't like caffeine. Jerry's like, yeah, whatever. Have a regular cup of coffee. Then there's later on where they talk about how Jerry doesn't drink caffeine. Jerry doesn't drink coffee. You know, that type of little details like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even the name of uh, the neighbor in this one. Yeah. It is, right? Kessler. Kessler. Kessler, and he has a dog, Ralph, (laughs) who's... Who comes in and licks George and then goes to drink from the toilet and then you just never see the dog. They never mentioned the dog ever again. Yeah, it wouldn't have fit well on this show. I think that was even when the later episodes were with Farfel. I I don't like that episode. Oh, Farfel's great. It's a good episode. Like you don't uh, even see Farfel really, but yeah, I, I don't know what you're saying. It's a weird show for it to have a pet in it. Yeah, yeah, especially like Jerry is such a um, like a neat freak, uh, almost like a germaphobe towards the end, where you know all these little details. So it's like it wouldn't make sense for him to have a dog. He wouldn't want to have a dog. Yeah. 
um, Kramer. So Kramer's character was supposed to be called Hoffman. And I guess they thought that wasn't funny. And then obviously it's based on Kenny Kramer, who was Larry David's neighbor that literally they like went out in real life. Like you would come in and out of Larry David's apartment and stuff. So then they changed, they were like, ah, let's do Kessler. It's closer to Kramer, but it's uh, like, they didn't want to go with Kramer because the guy, Kenny Kramer is actually like Kramer. He's very litigious and like wanted to, you know, wanted to be involved. I think, I think he actually wanted to play, Kramer, Kramer. Oh, and they said absolutely not to him. He's like a weird, quirky <laughs> guy. Um, and in the end, he ended up doing a, a reality tour of the, the real Kramer tour. And then they end up using that in the show where Kramer does the real Peterman tour. It's like the same idea. Uh, but yeah, so they, that's why they called him because they didn't want him to be. But apparently, in the sec, like by the time of the second episode, they were like, let's just call him Kramer because for something about it, like it just sounded funnier. Kramer sounded funnier than Hoffman or Kessler to them. But yeah, yeah. The first episode, he calls him Kessler. Yeah, he, yeah, and Kramer suits the the personality, the body language. It's just like, yeah, that's what that guy's name would be. Yeah, yeah. But they also write him as like um, he mentions that Jerry said Jerry says to him, he's like, "You haven't left the building in ten years." He and he's yeah. walking around like a bathrobe, like he's supposed to be a shut-in character. Yeah, right? yeah. Like what? Like the character in Friends. What was the guy that lived up up top? I forget the name of the, the neighbor who dies. Was he a naked guy? Not the naked guy. It was like the old man who would always step like pound because they're too loud. And then they found oh. out. Oh, I forget his name. Anyways. Yeah. Shut in that never leaves and just kind of is the weirdo. And yeah. he, he almost puts up with him just to be nice. Yeah. Not like they're friends. Even like, but they like clearly, I mean, it's still the first episode. Obviously they don't have it figured out, but he like knocks on the door and politely comes in, you know, instead of, I mean, there is the Kramerness when he like, he pulls bread out of his pockets and like, <laughs> yeah. do you have any meat for like a sandwich? Which is, <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, and George was, was George ever into real estate? Did he continue to be in real estate? Cause in this one, they, they have a little, yeah, uh, he's in real estate. He's employed. Clearly, has like much more hair at that point. He's still balding, but like has some more hair. It doesn't look as like. Well, but he, uh, yeah, he is in real estate in the early episodes. That's why he he gets fired from Rick Bar Properties. Yeah, for trying to poison his boss. <laughs> we did to a sign trivia, and someone's team name was Rick Bar Properties, and I was like, that is a good name for a team. Yeah, I I, I would think Art Vandelay would be overused. Are oh, there a lot of art? yeah, that has to be overused. Oh, of course, anything like that, Art Vandalay, absolutely. Actually, just found out like uh, our friend Katie Swatsky's on the show. Um, her dog, who she got a few years ago, is I knew his name was Arthur. I didn't know she named him after Arthur Vandalay. That's great. Yeah, that's really great. That's so good. Um, so it's a simple plot, right? It's just Jerry and George talking about a dating issue or a potential uh, meetup with a girl. Yeah, uh, there's a girl that Jerry met in Lansing, Michigan. Some girl named Laura teaches political science. <laughs> and she's coming in, and she asked if she could stay at his place. Or at first, she just says, we should meet up. And George is, you know, they're just trying to figure out if it's a romantic thing or not. That's their whole. And it's kind of a, like it's a different dynamic because George, the George character is the more confident uh um, you know, Jerry's very like anxious, doesn't very unsure of himself, kind of like really polite and concerned about like others, which is not the Jerry that he becomes later where he's like, he's the main guy. He's very confident. You know, people come to him for advice type thing. It changes over the time, but yeah, where it's like, you know, George and Kessler are both telling him like, 
when he brings in the extra bed for her to sleep on, he's like, don't, why, give it, why even give her the option? Her the option? <laughs> and like Jerry actually ahead of his time is like, yeah, like let's, let's not just assume she just wants to sleep with me. Yeah, I think what's funny is that I've seen people watch Seinfeld, like millennials, and be like, oh, this is so inappropriate. But you're right. It's like Jerry's like, hey, I'm bringing an extra bed. I'm not sc- yeah. just going to imagine, even yeah. though there was the other, like Kessler in this case. <laughs> he was such a, he was such a, what's the word, like a Neanderthal. <laughs> Why? With the with the sandwich. Yeah. But to be sandwich. fair, I feel like later on, like the Kramer he becomes would still react in that same way. Like, why, why even give her the option, right? 100%. But he's like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, Michael Richards was in other stuff before Seinfeld. So, like, I knew him from that movie UHF with Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Like, so you could, and he, I'd seen him on, like, Just for Laughs and stuff like that. And he's there was that physical, like, actor. Kramer became, like, a signature character. But you can see a lot of, like, he's very good. Like, just physically, he looks so funny already. I, I can't, and what's funny is when they talk about Michael Richards, the performer, he took it, like, so serious. Yeah. The keys, yeah, like he's like okay, hated, like whenever you see the bloopers, the other people crack. He's not happy, like he <laughs> very often, like because he didn't want to ruin a good take. You know, he took it very seriously. Yeah, I mean, when you rewatch it, like actually, like like Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, Jason Alexander, uh, Michael Richards, they're all very good actors. Jerry is a terrible actor. Terrible. He's, almost every line he says, he's almost laughing. Like he can't, he can't do it without like smirking. Like, like he's just an, I mean, and they also call back to that when they do the pilot in the show and the executives going, it's Seinfeld. He can't act like that's the problem with the show. Uh, but yeah, he's just, a, he's a terrible actor. Yeah. Thank goodness. Like he, and he never did anything else other than this, right? Like as far, and maybe a Curb Your Enthusiasm appearance, yeah. but he's I mean, only, he's only played himself. Basically plays himself. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so there's like I think there's four scenes, five scenes in this where it's literally like they're at the the, the diner or the luncheonette. Then they he, George goes with them to do laundry. Um, and then they're they're back at the apartment. All and, they're at the airport, and then they're back at the apartment. I think that's the whole the whole show. Yeah. And it doesn't have like there's no like a lot even at the time, like um, the other sitcoms had a like a. a a B plot where like another character is this one does it's very linear like it's literally just like the whole thing is Jerry trying to figure out if this girl who's coming in is looking to be romantic with him yeah and for some reason even I guess maybe because I already have a connection to the show but when I watch it there's there's a certain investment in him and George figuring out the signals like that's a good enough storyline yeah for me like but I guess that's also because I understand what Seinfeld becomes yeah. So if I were to have just watched that back then, I'd be like, what kind of show is this? Yeah. So yeah, they're literally just like discussing like the greeting, like how like if she puts the bags down and then <laughs> that's good. If she kisses you, that's good. If she hugs you, it's good. Uh, what's the bad thing? The bad greeting is if like, oh, if like a handshake and they're like, but what if she does like the hand sandwich with the other hand coming over top? Like, and then he's like, she comes up with the. What does he call it? He goes, uh, the surprise blindfold greeting. He's like, I don't know what that is. They're like, I don't know what that is. That's like classic Jerry. Like that's the very early on. You're like, okay, that's, that's the, that, the answer. That's good. Yeah. That was the, every uh, episode would have that build up, build up, build up. And then right at the end, the punchline would kick where everything that you built up to would yeah. have that moment and it would still be indecisive. So yeah, the seed is there. You can see what the show could become. 
Yeah, and George is very uh, so. Apparently, George, like Jason Alexander, didn't know that the character was kind of based on Larry David. He was just doing like Woody Allen. That's what he said. He was like, which is not too different from a Larry David. Like, no, uh, there's a lot of Woody Allen and Larry David. But uh, yeah, that's why George is like he he had no idea he was supposed to be doing a Larry David character. Um, Would you say that the most? Um fleshed out character that doesn't change that much would have been Kramer as far as the, the, the things that made him humorous. Cause like George, I feel yeah. George is very much George, but in this case, he's got more of the confidence. He's got a little bit like, he thinks he knows what he's talking about yeah. a little more, which is actually kind of more like later George becomes like that. Like, but most of the series, George is unemployed. Right. Uh, up until he gets the job with the Yankees, most of the like up until the end of season four. And he's very like, like he's like a whiny little like insecure, you know, never, like not sure of himself. Kind of how they write Jerry in this first episode. Yeah. Definitely does switch where, yeah, George is uh, for most of the series, not really sure of himself. And this one, he's very like, I'm a real estate guy. I'm confident. Do what I say. I'm I've got it figured out. I'm giving you advice, Jerry, whereas it kind of switches later on. Yeah, I found that too. Where yeah. the the sort of tags that George has, where he says certain things, like this one, it signals Jerry signals. Yeah. Like that became the 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 phrase you remember. That's that's a George character sort of thing. But yeah, I th- I was thinking to myself, I go, this is more leaning into a Woody Allen. There is the neurotic kind of personality, but he feels he's got a little bit more life experience. Like you need my help. Yeah, like he's Jerry's like. Yeah, just just a little bit more confidence on him there. And Jerry is, uh, as you see, like a little bit later on, I mean, the first few seasons, like Elaine, Jerry, George, they're all a little bit kind of like, I don't know, what's the right wording? Like, uh, there's kind of like pussies, you know, like they're like, they're like, they're not confident. They're scared. They're very anxious, hesitant to like say things. And then. Very quickly, like, uh, you know, once they start figuring out, like, season four or five, they become who they really are. And, like, Jerry is very, like, he's the center of the universe and he's very calm. Everyone comes to him and he's the one, like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's a bad idea. Um, (laughs) And Elaine becomes very sure of herself. And then if you notice in the later seasons, Elaine and George's characters both become very confident and very, like, angry. They get they're very quick to, like, become angry, which is even funnier. I think it's interesting that you you show like that you brought that out because like it almost feels there's an organic thing to that even though it changes drastically from the first time but when you see sort of like the the like in this episode for Jerry to be unsure about whether a woman wants to come and and for the woman to kind of feel like he got let on like huh yeah. Well, I'm not like the next time I'm going to be a little bit more like I'm going to ask that question I shouldn't ask or I'm going to be a little bit more particular now because it's almost like he's been fooled a lot. Yeah. And it's led him to be insecure to the point where it's like now he becomes cynical, like the characters become more and more cynical. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, also, I mean, throughout the show, Jerry and even George uh, and Kramer to a point, too, they all have like. A lot of girlfriends, a lot of like that are all over the place, different, like very attractive girlfriends. Um, like, so yeah, there would make sense that he would uh, be a little bit more confident for with women at the end. Like, even the last few seasons of Seinfeld, it's like every girlfriend Jerry has, it just like looks like a model. Like, they just become so beautiful at the end. Does his, I mean, he in the show, 
clearly here he's his spots are very important like where he's going to be performing at night that's kind of like even george is like oh you're going to be up you're going to be ready 20 minutes like it's it's very much something they do and it continues on in the series but is his status as a comedian throughout the show does it get bigger or is it always kind of like he's this level comedian throughout the show that's one of my favorite jokes about seinfeld is that he is clearly doing better financially he's always very secure right Um, like no matter what he always ends up having to pay for things like kramer ruins a like a a washing machine that he has to pay twelve hundred dollars for but jerry's never like hurting for money he's never broke for money um, and then there's yeah. even the episode where he buys his dad a Cadillac and it's like Elaine yeah. kind of gets more attracted to him because she realizes how much money he's making. <laughs> but there's like this running joke that everyone just keeps telling him that his comedy sucks and that he should just give up. Uh, and <laughs> like no matter what he does. And like like when he goes to Del Boca Vista or not Del Boca Vista, the other uh, condo, uh, the Pines of Mar Gables, <laughs> uh, they go, they're like, you, you can't afford a Cadillac. You've seen his act. Yeah, he stinks. You know, and, everyone, and Jerry's mom and dad keep telling him that he should uh, – um, looking to the Bloomingdale's executive program, and they're and like, and even George and Kramer have that intervention with them. They're like, "Listen, you, this comedy thing has gone far enough. You've given it your best shot, but it's time. <laughs> it's time to move on to something, you know, a real job, you know." And they're just like, yeah, constantly, like everyone just makes fun of his comedy, no matter what. Yeah, how it's it's brilliant. It's yeah. it, the, they're always the way- trying to give him jokes too. Kramer, Elaine, and and George are always offering like. There's little j- moments where they're like, "What, what about this?" Is a bit like they just they don't respect what he does at all. And they're like, they're like, what about this?" And he'll just be like, what, "Where's the punchline?" They're like, "It's uh, you know, the attitude. Like, what's the deal with this?" And they're all gonna just make fun. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good ongoing joke throughout the show, even when people imitate him. Yeah. Or when when George uh, sees him in the in the cafe where he says, "I'm a comedian." Oh, you do a lot of that. Hey, what's the of, uh, you know you ever notice type stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I love that. I love that's one of my favorite joke running jokes for the thing is that Jerry, no matter how successful he is, he just they, they no one no one thinks he's doing very well and that comedy's not a real career and he should give it up. Right? You got you got bumped for the lizard guy from the zoo. <laughs> I think everybody must have got bumped from that guy. What was his name? The guy on uh, Leno from the San Diego Zoo. He would always go on. Oh, um, the guy that comes to the, on, on the Merv Griffin show. Oh, oh, Jim, Jim Fowler. <laughs> oh, guy. man, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's not that much to the first episode. It's pretty like I also like obviously I'm insane. I read about Seinfeld all the time, but at the time, the way sitcoms worked was there would be the main plot, and then there would be a B plot. Seinfeld was the first one to sort of change that. And it took them a while to evolve in that way, but they they were the ones that would have – each character had their own plot for intertwining plots that would all converge in some different way. Uh, you know, Kramer would be a factor into George's story or vice versa. And, like, right. I remember, like, the first time I, I noticed that was, I think, of the Marine Biologist episode. Yeah, and they all sit down, and George tells that like that. That's the moment where I went, "Oh, this is this is brilliant! Like, this is not just your regular." I think that's when they, they started to realize it's like they're doing things differently, and then they kind of and it became the thing where it became the standard after that because Seinfeld was so big, other shows would start to have like revolving, intertwining plots. But Seinfeld was the first to really do that, I think. Yeah, and they would take uh, like just in this episode where they're talking about laundry. 
and yeah. things being dry and not that dry and you can't over dry. Can't over dry. Like, can't over wet. Yeah. Can't over die. Once you're dead, you can't over die. <laughs> it's the, but those conversations you have with your friends, like those are the real yeah. conversations you have. And when you saw people like that in itself are like comedy bits that you don't need to have an ongoing story. So that was always what was enjoyable about Seinfeld was that there were those interactions that didn't really necessarily have something to do with the story, but what they're living through inspired that little tangent. You always yeah. got these cool little tangents inside Seinfeld. There is a couple of moments throughout the series where like someone, Jerry will get a call from a telemarketer and then like it has nothing to do with the plot. It's just Jerry's frustration with people who are telemarketers and like just wants to make a joke about that. Like, yeah, he does that a couple times, right? Throughout the, throughout the series. Like, well, let me call you at home. Oh, you don't want me, you don't want people calling you at home? <laughs> I don't know how I feel. <laughs> like, and it has nothing to do with the overall plot, but yeah, that's the... And it got a, I, I don't know if they filmed in front of a live audience, but I remember that one got a roar. It wasn't oh, yeah. laughter. Um, they also try very, like, cause Seinfeld's also known for their, like, their catchphrases and lines that kind of, you know, one episode that line kind of became iconic, like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that or... Yeah. The master of your domain, you know, that type of yeah. thing. The yada yada in the later episodes. This one, they try it. Did you notice when they, they try to do one? Signals. Was no, signal? when he goes, when they're going, he goes, Jerry goes, come with me to the laundromat. He goes, come on, be a come with guy. Yeah, yeah. I go, yeah, that didn't stick, though. But they're trying. You see, like, they're trying to do something. My wife actually laughed at that when she heard it. She giggled a little bit. But, yeah, they, they it didn't stick. It was, uh, doesn't, it's not smooth. No, it, I mean, it's also the first episode, it's really, but it was, I also noticed, I was trying to figure out, because I know in, in, I think, later on, his, his apartment number is 3A, and then in one episode, it's 411, and this one, I was trying to like, zoom in and look, his apartment number is just 8. <laughs> why, why would they keep that consistent? Um, I don't know. I guess they were probably just, I, I mean, to be fair, like this one, they didn't know if there'd ever be another one. Yeah, that's fine. Or, Pilots. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't just look back and go, what was the apartment number? But I guess also nobody knew that Seinfeld would become the phenomenon that it was. Right. So they little things like, uh, like continuity errors, stuff like that. Nobody cared about it back then. That's true. I remember three a for some reason is the one that sticks out the most. Yeah, he does like in the one male unbonding. Um, he's I know he's four eleven, and then later he's three a, and I think by like season two or three they're just he just five a, five a for the rest of the series. Did Did you know who uh, Kramer's roommate once was? Bob Sacramento. He lived with him for a year and a half. No, that's not <laughs> that's not the answer I was thinking of. You're right, but that's not what I was thinking of. I don't know what you're getting at. Who Kramer has a roommate before? It was like a like you. So, oh, um, are you talking about Paul Reiser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they weren't roommates, wasn't? Didn't he sublet the apartment from Paul Reiser's character in Mad About You? Is that what it was? I thought they were roommates, and he went back to the apartment to pick something up from him. No, it was. Uh, so I, I never really watched Mad About You, even, and it's funny too that it. They're all set in the same kind of universe because they interact like that. But yeah. they also make fun of Mad About You when George gets engaged to Susan. He has to watch Mad About You and he's looking miserable. Uh, but that's from right. what I understand, and I could be wrong, in the in Mad About You, Paul Reiser's character, I don't know his name in the show, he there he's living together with Helen Hunt and he still has like he still has the lease to the apartment that he's been subletting to Kramer. And I think their conflict is like 
he should give up that lease to admit that like they're gonna, this is going to work out and they stay together. And then I think he goes and just like gives Kramer the apartment. I think that's the, the thing. Oh, okay. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's, but I don't, I'm not sure right. if they were roommates. I thought he was subletting from him. Okay. You're, you're probably right. I don't, rem- I remember the episode where they, they go to see Kramer. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like all these shows are kind of, well, yeah, that makes that makes way. the Friends universe in the same universe too, because yeah, Phoebe's sister Ursula is the the waitress in Mad About You, so those those are the same world as well. So it would make literally mean that Friends and Seinfeld were in the same universe, I guess. But it doesn't make sense that Seinfeld would be watching Mad About You and <laughs> laughing. No, I think yeah, I think Seinfeld got to a point where they were basically gonna do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't really care. Like ah, who cares? We're gonna do it. It's funny. Yeah. Even that, you know, that show Dharma and Greg that was on in like the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It was on ABC or something like that. There's an, they, they had, they aired against Seinfeld, which was like terrible for any show. Right. Yeah. But the last episode of Seinfeld, um, they were airing against it. And the plot of their show is that they're going to go have sex outdoors because everyone's going to be inside watching Seinfeld. So they're looking for somewhere to have like outdoor sex. And wow. it's like literally they're like they're like acknowledging that like nobody's going to be watching this show because everyone's going to be watching Seinfeld. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I th- it, that in Cheers. I remember when people congregated at like Skydome or the Rogers Center. Yeah. To watch the finale of the show, yeah. it was such a. I remember the phenomenon. end of Cheers was huge. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. And I didn't quite understand yet when I was a kid that like oh shows finish like. That happens because you're just so used to it always being syndicated on TV, right? Yeah, that was one true. of those times where it's like, wow, that's it. They don't make no more. That it's done. Um, where would you rank this episode? Like, how would what score would you give it? I know it's the pilot. The pilot is always, you know, test. Are we gonna? Is this a thing we're gonna do? Are we gonna rank the episodes? I like that. Yeah, let's score them. Out of let's, uh, see. let's see how how our scores start to. Give for for both of us like an aggregate of which seasons we really. Become. What do you want to do? Out of five, out of ten? I like it out of ten. I like out of ten. Me too. We with, gotta come with, with like the, a like a Seinfeld themed ranking, like yeah, like a five mics or like a, but like Seinfeld, like I don't know, like. A, what would be like? What was like a Seinfeld? I'm sure we could come up with something. We could. Yeah, do, we gotta think of something off the air. Yeah, like, like five out of ten, few silly Jerry's or something. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Not that. We'll come up with. Let's think about. It. Let's come up with something. This is that's, our pilot for the show. This is. That's our, right. Exactly. Know, We're figuring it out. Our All right. We're f- oh, number eight in this episode. It, yeah, it'll only get better from here. Okay, okay. so we're gonna rank. Let's rank it out of ten. Yeah. Go it's for it. A three. You give it a three out of ten. Three. It's not good. Okay. I would give it a five. Five? Yeah, I think there's something to build on. I don't think yeah, it's... I mean, it's definitely, an, but it's, it's just it's like... Average. As far as I don't want to rewatch it other than just, like, to talk about it, like, for trivia or for this episode. Like, I'm not really, like... Like, if I'm home alone, I can watch anything. I'm not throwing on this episode. No, it's... Uh, yeah. If it's on TV and it's the pilot, I probably will be like, ah, it's the pilot. Yeah, the only thing interesting to me is the, the way it changed, like to see all the the inconsistencies and the differences. Like, yeah. like Jerry's in a bachelor apartment; he doesn't have a bedroom. There's no like his bathroom comes right into the thing. 
Because you'll no see Superman, Superman yet. It's the no Mets. Superman, no mountain bike. Uh, very different. Yeah, no, not even cereal. I think there's like a one box of cereal on top of his fridge or something. But like the yeah, all the iconic stuff. Not not there. I think he has like a dartboard or something behind his door. Yeah, it's, you know what's funny is like it looks like a struggling comedian's apartment a little yeah. bit. Like it's very bare. And then as you realize like, oh, he's a professional, like he gets, yeah. this is his job. You kind of yeah. see that it's not so much that his par- apartment is any bigger, but it's got a little bit of like style nice. and yeah, flair. Like, he, yeah. yeah. And I think they do make a joke in there where when Laura sees his apartment and he says something about like, now you can. One second. Someone's at my door. Okay. One second. I locked my wife out of the house. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to edit that out. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, I think – so uh, one of the jokes is I – th- I think they were trying to write him maybe as like he has like a shitty New York apartment and maybe yeah, yeah. struggling comic. Maybe that was the original idea because he says to Laura when he first comes in, she says something about his apartment. And he goes, yeah, that's why uh, it gives me motivation to stay on the road or something like that, right? So right. it's acknowledged that his apartment's not nice, whereas yes. later on it's kind of like – he has the nice part compared to Kramer, compared to Newman. Uh, you know, Jerry's nice, clean. Everyone's like, his place is the, the, um, the place to be. Yeah, and he gets his kitchen renovated. Like, he can yeah. he can do stuff with it. Like, his apartment is presentable all the time. He's not embarrassed yeah. to be there. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, oh, it's true. Yeah. He does become quite the neat freak later where there's like, you know, there's an episode where he's just throwing out his shoelaces because they hit the, the they touch the men's room floor. Yeah. Or he's throwing a belt out because the, the side of his belt hit the, the urinal when he was like, just stuff like that. I think they were really starting to lean into their own idiosyncrasies and yeah. put them on blast. Yeah, because like, I'm sure Seinfeld in real life is probably like that. I feel, yeah, because you see him interact on that show that he does, Comedians and Cars. And you see sometimes people on the street like, hey, like, and he's like, yeah, okay, see you later. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to them. Like, who cares? Have you ever seen there's a video of uh, that? The, who's that artist? Kesha? Yes. And she comes up to Seinfeld. He's doing an interview or something. She comes up and she goes, oh, Jerry, like, I'm such a huge fan. I love it. And he goes, oh, thank you. And she goes, can I have a hug? And he goes, uh, no, thank you. And she goes, I-, I can't have a hug. And he goes, no, I don't know you. I can't. I don't want to hug you. And she's like, <laughs> walks away all sad. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought that's so great. It's so on point. It's it's like it's I definitely like, that- would do that. Like that's something I would definitely do. Like I, people sometimes they like they go to hug you and you're like I don't know you well enough to hug you. I've seen you do that. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I I like I like your uh, having dinner with you and just seeing you kind of like riff. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> drunker and talking shit. Yeah. And here's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, okay, that's episode. That's episode one for our Seinfeld Chronicles on the Cave. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, you want to do it every two weeks? We could. We got to do. I want to try to get two a month. Okay. Yeah. This is one hundred eighty. We got to make this like. Can't make yeah. it a fad. It's got to be for real. Can't Maybe like, one day, like one of the days, we can record like two in a row or something. So that yeah, we, we could be uh, and do a couple in person. That would be good too. Yeah, yeah, because there's 180, but I mean, it's going to help me go through them all, um, which is great. Yeah, and I love watching Seinfeld. It's my favorite sitcom, so it's only right to be able to, yeah, let's do this. I want to. I like it. They also, See? one thing, did you notice about the first episode? Oh, you don't notice because they, they changed it, but if you go on YouTube, you can find it. 
the original opening song for Seinfeld instead of the boom, 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 like the funky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if you watch on Netflix, they've changed it so it's consistent with the. But the original song is like a. It's awful. It's like this poppy rock. It like it sounds almost like the the background of like a Janet Jackson song or something. It's like. I think I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it just to hear it. Just like I have it. Is it on the DVD? I don't know. I don't have the DVDs. I don't have a DVD player. I think I think I remember. It rings a bell actually. Oh yeah, being on the like the. I was just like, man, this was rough. And how much more stand-up they put in it. But yeah. they, they find their footing pretty quick. And, man, by season three, season four, you're really off to the races. Yeah, we were saying, like, I think season three, it's like the parking garage or maybe the, the one before that is the Pez dispenser. I feel like that's where it's like, oh, this is clicking. Like, they figured it out now. Yeah. Like, said. like from there on until the end of season seven, it's almost perfect. It really is, yeah. It, it hits a stride. We're like, and this episode, and that episode, and when I when I put it on, sometimes just to have something in the background, it's like this is all in the same season. Like, man. Yeah, but it like season four, five, six, seven are like just perfect. Yeah. Uh, other than you know that one episode in season five, the movie, which I, I don't care for, but like season, I like season eight and nine a lot. But they're they're like Larry David leaves after season seven. He's not a producer anymore on the show. And eight and nine are just like you can almost see like, oh, Larry David would probably say no to that. Like the yeah. Mark Griffin said, there's an episode where Kramer is a dog because he's taking dog medicine. He's running around like a dog. Like you're just like, oh, it's like they're almost like they're cartoonish. Like they're still funny, but eight and nine are very cartoonish. Yeah, I, I don't it's enjoy not those ones as much. Yeah, yeah. It, beca- it became much more about like, did you see – did you see the latest on Seinfeld? It was like I don't know when Little Kicks is, but I feel it's in the later seasons where yeah, it becomes eight, yeah. yeah, where it just becomes more an episode about like the prop or the yeah. moment instead, and and a lot of quick, quick, yeah. crazy, weird plot lines. Whereas Do you these know ones what are, my favorite fact about the Little Kicks is? I, I don't want to wait till we get there. It's gonna take okay. forever. I'll just talk yeah. about it again later. But yes, yeah. Uh, did I tell you this? Where no. they got. The idea for because no. so there's a book called Seinfeldia and it basically talks about how they came up with the plots for all these and basically they mine their own lives for ideas but after like three seasons they were like we need new material so they would hire different every if you notice like every two years the writers are changing they would hire new writers and just mine their lives so like one guy his dad actually did Festivus. Not though like the way they do it on the show, but Festivus came out of like a real thing. Um, so one of the guys he was a writer on Saturday Night Live. And he was um, uh, Sinead O'Connor was the one of the the musical guests. They did an after party, and um, what's it? Lauren Michaels was dancing with Sinead O'Connor at the after party, and he apparently he just danced like a dork, and everyone was laughing and making fun of how he danced. <laughs> and that became the episode for Little Kicks, which is blows my mind. And I was just That's like, hilarious. all right, what if Elaine just like her all her employees lose respect for her because she can't dance? But it's based <laughs> on Lauren Michaels, which is insane, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. I that's like, like one of my factoids. all-time favorite facts about the show. Yeah, I like factoids like that. Yeah. I wonder how many in-jokes there are in, in something like a Seinfeld where if you know, you know. Yeah, but you'll well, never you should say. read that book, Seinfeld. It's, it's so good. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out, especially for this. That'll be good. Dude, this is fun. I like it. Yeah, All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening for to the first uh, episode of the Seinfeld Chronicles with me and Mr. Shane Heron. Shane, where can they follow you? Uh, Instagram at Shane Heron. Okay. And, uh, of course, you know, Shane's got his comic books. 
Cauldron, all these different things with Raid Press. Check them out at Shane Heron Instagram. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Rate and review the show. We'll be back soon for episode two of season one. Peace.